because every single church uh, I've ever led in and every band I've ever led, we've had way more musicians, artists, actors, technologists than we even know what to do with. Like, Spilling out the doors, man. It's like so frustrating when you get like your fourth professional drummer walk in right. and ask it's you. It's crazy. You know, and you're like, I can only use you like once every two months, man. I've right. got Sorry. so many people. And I'm sure that you listening to this, that's your experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> not. But since it's not. <laughs> Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Hi, and welcome uh, to another episode of the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. I'm Austin Ryan, your host, and as the lead-in person just said, we are here to help uh, you do more with less, man. We always need to be focusing on how to be more resourceful uh, with everything that we do. We've got a great conversation today talking about um, finding creatives. Uh, but before we do, our scripture verse for the day, our worship scripture verse for the day is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, two verses, verses 3 and 4. Um, here's, here's what it is. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and our source of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God gave us. So what Paul's doing here at the beginning of this, um, at the beginning of this 2 Corinthians is what he does with a lot of his letters, and that is he's basically giving a time of worship, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Like he's demonstrating worship in his writing there. And on this one, he specifically worships God for the comfort that he gives. But, but it's interesting here where the end game of the comfort is not like that you would be comforted, that, 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 the, that the Corinthians would be comforted, but that they, with that comfort from God, would be able to give that comfort to others. So they're kind of like the conduit, like the PVC pipe that carries the water, you know? The water is the, is the comfort of God, and they're the pipe carrying it to the place where it needs to go, which is to other people around them. And I think what Paul's showing us here is that we can be better at comforting others, and worshiping God is the way that we get to that place of experiencing the comfort of God. Like worship him for the comfort that you receive. And remember worshiping, like it's got a lot of definitions, but one of them is our, our mind's attention and our heart's affection. And worship helps us see God for who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's a comforter. Like it doesn't, like worship is so clear. Like when we worship God, we see God and we see him as a comforter to us. And so if we don't focus on God in worship, then we won't know who he is and we will miss his comfort attribute towards us. So have you ever known Christians, Ben, who need a lot of comforting all the time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it's like sometimes, I think as pastors, doesn't it seem like, like you spend 80% of your time with like 2% of the people a lot of yeah, times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, if you think about it, maybe those people don't have a good grip on who God is. And so yeah. maybe if they become better worshipers with their whole lives and through scripture and through song and through everything they do, then maybe the reality of who God is is sinking even further and they would receive comfort straight from him rather than through the conduit of us. You know? Right. No, that's good. Anyway. 
All right, hope you enjoyed that. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three through four. So uh, today, here we go, man. I'm super pumped. Uh, ben and I are gonna be Ben Lund. He's back, back on the attack. Hey, hey. And uh, we're gonna be talking about finding creatives. You know, one thing, I, this is like a useless conversation to me personally, because every single church uh, I've ever led in and every band I've ever led, we've had way more musicians, artists, actors, technologists, than we even know what to do with. Spilling like, out the doors, man. It's like so frustrating when you get like your fourth professional drummer walk right. in and ask it's you. It's crazy. You know, and you're like, I can only use you like once every two months, man. Right, I've got sorry. so many people. And I'm sure that you listening to this, that's your experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> not. But since it's not. <laughs> Uh, you know, a while back, uh, Ben and I, we have fielded hundreds of questions from brand new churches. Hundreds, literally. How do I find a guitar player? How do I find a singer? How do I find a drummer? And um, over time, as we have uh, dealt with this question and we've answered this question, every single way that we have found musicians, we just keep adding to, to the list. list. Yeah. So it's growing and growing. And so we're just going to walk through some of these, hopefully, You've, hopefully some of these have been useful for you, but hopefully just a few minutes from now, you'll be like, yeah, boom, that's going to help. And hopefully it will. We're praying that. So first one, speaking of prayer, is prayer. It's prayer. Prayer. Pray. Ask God for musicians. Ask God for good technologists. Yeah. Ask God for, you know, people that can run slides. Ask God for drummers specifically. Ask yeah. God for altos. Ask God for um, guitar players that really know how to set up a pedal board. You know, like ask God for exactly what you need. Um we've it's funny how prayer sometimes becomes the last resort right and i think when you like to think about someone who would listen to this podcast and, and hear that the first thing we do is pray is like going to roll their eyes and like oh you of know, course of yeah, course right. podcast. Oh, go, go pray about this and stuff but it, it has to be that like i mean like we're, we're going to talk through some practical things but you're i'm telling you like that's where it begins because your eyes start to get opened up to the opportunities and people all around you right. of where you weren't looking in the first place. Right, exactly. Yeah. So good, man. And so uh, when we have worked with uh, brand new churches or replanting or redeveloping churches, one of the very first things that we do, we've done this over and over and over again, is we prayer walk the neighborhood yeah. around where the church is. Or we prayer drive the neighborhood if it's in Las Vegas in July and August. So it's right. like, well, like 112 too, outside Too today. hot right now. Yeah. And so... Um, but as we drive through the neighborhood, man, we are just saying, God, like show, like we believe 1% of people in any given neighborhood are create or musician enough or technology enough, something to be useful in a local church. One out of a hundred. That's our, it's our random non-scientific guess, yeah. right? But yeah. we think it's approximately true. And so what that means is that if you drive through or pray through a hundred houses, then there's going to be a house there that has a musician that that could play guitar, sing, whatever it is, um, to be on your team or do whatever creative thing you need it to do. But um, we're looking for drums set up in the garage when we do that. We're yeah. listening for people that might be playing in their upstairs bedroom, and you can yeah. hear it bleeding out. We're, you know, we're 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 trying to notice if um, somebody has got a sticker on the back of their car that's like Fender or yeah. something, you know? Anything that we can find. In, in, and here's, man, I'm like, trust me, prayer walk that neighborhood and then prayer walk it again and then prayer walk it again and let God start to soften the hearts of the people who actually could be useful in this. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
obviously one of the biggest resources to us now is online presence. You know, everyone's got a social media profile, everyone's got an Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And people are posting constantly on those things. And, and one of the ways that we found uh, through that is through letting people know, hey, we're looking for people through social media, but also being able to search and find where our friends are, oh, this guy's posting another guitar video this week, or this guy's doing this, you know, being able to kind of even search hashtags of people around you locally that people that could be very interested in playing for your church and allowing them to be a part of what you're doing. And so, um, but also there's Facebook pages. We've, we've utilized those a lot of uh, local musician Facebook pages, local Las Vegas worship, you know, uh, uh, worship musicians or worship leader get togethers and you kind of just put those those needs out there of, hey, we need a drummer this weekend or stuff like that. Those are great ways to find people um, to plug into your team. Yeah, we've used, uh, I know a lot of churches have used Craigslist a lot to yeah. just kind of post what you're looking for. And um, we've had some good success with that actually. Yeah. And trying to find musicians for new churches. I'm telling you, what, what do musicians want to do? Yeah, they just want to play. Absolutely. They just want to play. And even if it's in a situation where it's like, okay, I don't really believe in exactly what you guys are trying to do, but you give me a chance to play drums or right. bass or something, that gets into a whole other conversation. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to bring that up, just that whole, our whole fundamental ideology behind that. And we're not telling anybody what to believe in this particular way, but we have this more open-handed approach that we believe that the platform can be an opportunity for more people to hear about Jesus. And so we're going to open that up to a lot more people as long as you know there's good guidelines and things like that in place, but we want people to see that, hey, our, our churches, we want you to be a part of this and participate in this with us. Yeah, yeah. man, for sure. All right, um, let's spend a whole podcast talking about that sometime. Yes. Yeah, we should do that. And then let people like throw stuff through the radio. Through the radio, yeah. angry at us. All right, so good. Social media, awesome. So get out there, like be out there. That's what I'm saying, be out there. People will find you yep. if you just let them know. Um, another one is music programs. So local colleges, you know, we built a relationship. Uh, we used to live in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona. And um, when we were there, we built a relationship with this uh, Christian challenge group uh, on campus, right? Cool. With the leader and, hey, how can we help? How can we serve? And we ended up helping them build some bands, train some musicians, things like that over a three-year period, four-year yeah. period. And that was a really great way because a lot of those students were not, I mean, the vast majority were not connected into local churches. Yeah. And so we were able to say, hey, do you want to help out with this church or that church or whatever? And so, um, man, uh, we also went to the music school. Uh, we've done this in a lot of colleges, gone to the music building or the even the like student union area or whatever, and just put pens in the, the uh, cork boards or whatever yeah. they have where you're just like, hey, we're looking for musicians for a local church. Mm -hmm. And there's gonna be some people out there that are willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, school, band, and drama leaders, we've been able to, to see some great success. We've had people throughout the years that have worked for schools, you know, coaching drumline and being able to ask, ask the parents like, hey, if, if, you're, if your child is open to play uh, with a band and stuff on the weekends, we've I, I work for a church or I play with the church, and they would be you know being able to make those connections for people that hey if your if your child is open if you know people within the school district and you're in within your church that are are I would say people of authority and 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 have those relationships man ask them like hey would you be open to inviting those kids to you know people to come and play and be a part of that it's a great connection with the school it's a great connection to your community as well. Uh, one of the things we always say is like school performances, but uh, make sure that you have a reason for being there. 
<laughs> don't just show up as a stranger to the school performance yeah, in and, a white van. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, make sure and, and don't talk to the kids specifically. Talk to your parents first. Oh, that's a good That's idea. just, that's just goes without saying. Nice point. Yeah. We'll other problems altogether. Yeah, other problems. Yeah. Another podcast has <laughs> covered problems with that. Yeah. We did not assume any legal responsibility for you going to these school performances. But no, but there's a lot of very talented people out there. And you want to talk about building your student ministry, your other ministries up and things like that, of finding connections within those schools of, hey, like we want to party with your school and allow your kids opportunities to sing and to play and do the things outside of that context. And so and a lot of people are very open uh, to doing that as well. Um, but speaking of performances, live music is a, is a great, great place, you know, to be able to find musicians, obviously, cause that's where they play, but finding creative people, um, you can perform with your team, you know, with the team that you have with theirs. If, if your group, we have, we've had several bands that have people that have been a part of bands in our church. And so we'll go and support them and get, get, get to the, get to know more local musicians within our, uh, within our context. And even with that, going to live shows and talking with the other musicians there. And I, I love telling the story because I went to go see a band recently. And it was a band. It's going to sound super, super epic. But the band's called This Will Destroy You. Oh, nice. But it's it's not like it's... And, but if you're, if you're probably in the worship leading world, you probably have heard that name because they, they play a lot of music that is the... Uh, they're playing a lot of music that is... Uh, instrumental kind of music and so they've got a lot of pedals and all that kind of stuff it makes it very interesting but anyways so a lot of uh uh as soon as the show was over the the stage was like rushed with guys taking pictures of pedal boards i mean there, this was a small venue and there was probably 10 guys with their phones out wow. jumping on the stage like to like take photos of these guys pedal boards and it's very obvious i mean these guys are these guys are playing somewhere and having conversations with these guys hey, what do you play what's your rig you know what do you you know and starting those kind of conversations and being present there and just going like oh man let's jam some time you know we got this space and you can be as loud as you want to all that kind of stuff but these are just on ramps for those kind of people to get into those kind of relationships. So. Oh, that's so good, man. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, you were telling me one time that you went to go play for a college ministry slash coffee battle shop. of the bands yeah. slash weird night. Yeah. What yeah. was that all about? So, so one time I was supposed to go play at a college ministry worship night and their building flooded. And so then they asked me if I would go and play at a coffee shop, which I just, to my fault, assume that they had like booked up or something that they owned or anything like that. But when I got to the place, I'd found out that I wasn't, it wasn't actually anything other than a, a coffee shop with a, um, battle of the band. Like an open mic. Like an open mic night thing where you signed up. Cause I went to talk to the lady and I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to be singing these two songs. And she's like, well, I'll put you up first, but I don't know if you're having a second set cause we don't have enough time or something. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, this is very strange. That is strange. Very strange. And the the more strange thing about it was was that I was out of the performances there. I was probably one of the oldest ones at, at the ripe old age of thirty two, mm-hmm. and you know somebody, and it was everybody else's, you know, high school, middle school age kid, you know, fumbling through their 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 rudimentary chords, and like the mom's so proud and like recording and stuff like that, and it was it was so uncomfortable. Um, Did you like kick the kid off? The yeah, stage? I was like, get, get ready for a real, real musician to show you up, kiddo. And it was so uncomfortable. Right. But with with all that stuff, I was able to. I met a lot of really interesting people in that process. I met 
a couple great singers. Uh, the person who hosted the event was a singer, and she was like, "Oh man, I love this worship song. I don't sing anywhere right now." You know, like that was like great. That's a that's a that's cool. Like love to connect you with the church. You know, and one of the her uh, her boyfriend was the what's the guy who's David Letterman's? I always forget his name. Who was who was David Letterman's like piano guy? Uh, with Paul the, Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. Like he was like the color commentary guy, like playing the keys while people were getting up and down. Yeah. He was so much fun, and he was like, "Oh man, like I you know he's he was." crazy talented and like he was like i don't play anywhere right now i was like great like people, churches are always looking for keyboard players that's good and then the the last guy was a was this guy who was he was an okay singer but a crazy great guitar player and just was playing some instrumentals and stuff like that and and i think one of the great things about that experience and just being present in the in the places in our own community that are having like musician showcases because here's the deal these guys are playing with with for nobody, you know, and just, just, you know, just a handful of people in a coffee shop. They're not looking for like anything crazy. They're, they're trying to grow their chops. And especially if you're a church that has the capacity to say, Hey, I'd love to help you get better. or I'd mm-hmm. love to help train you, or I've got a place for you, or I've got a place where you can practice it, all those kind of things of seeing other churches as those places where as an extension of the local music community to say, I want to help cultivate that and grow that in you and all those kinds of things and see those opportunities around us to go, Hey, let's, Let's do that. That's you know? good, man. Let's Love do that. that. So, so one last thing about this live music thing. Um, you're, do you recommend date nights at Guitar Center by All, chance? Always, always a good date night. <laughs> my my wife recommended we go to Guitar Center. Man, that's a good woman. That's a great woman right there, and that's a yeah. keeper for sure. You know, and she when she wants to, you know, grab dinner in the Guitar Center. Yeah, that's always a good. It's night. like a cheap, awesome, a cheap, night. awesome night. But what's so funny about local music stores too, and especially like what was so funny in, when we went on this date night in Vegas was that it's just it's just full of people who want to play or just you know they don't they don't maybe they don't have the instruments maybe they don't have the space to practice but it was literally everything was just you know every amp was taken every every open drum you know kit was taken so people people were just in there playing and and just looking around to our community of those places where I mean there's a, a so many different types of people that are willing to play. If we see our churches as those kind of links in the chain of, hey, I'd love to have you come and jam with us, or I'd love to help you get a little bit better. And we've got people on our team that, you know, being able to see those people as, hey, I want to help you, as develop you and all those kinds of things, but also to connect you into the community of faith that we have. That's great, man. So uh, driving, driving to the finish here, we've got a category here called community. So finding creatives in your community. One thing that uh, we tried one time is we put signs up all over this area. Where, and we did this with several different churches, um, especially new ones that were starting out in small churches, is we put up signs, just little cheap, uh, you know, four-foot signs or three-foot mm-hmm. by two-foot signs that said, musicians needed, and it had my phone number on mm-hmm. it. And I got, I mean, dozens of phone calls. And uh, just people driving by, hey, I was just driving by. I'm a musician. What do you need? And I would say, we need musicians to start a church. And, uh, you know, more than 50% of the people said, thanks, but no thanks, or hung up on me, you know. But a good chunk of those people ended up in either really great conversations about Christ and the church, or even in local churches playing playing instruments. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that necessarily science thing. I would recommend anything that you can do to just put the word out. Anywhere you see a, a, a community board in a grocery store or in uh-huh. a hardware store, wherever, 
Put your thing up there. We need musicians and put a phone number they can call you. Um, also, another one is garage sales. I don't know if you do garage sales in your area, but I learned this myself just randomly. I had bought, um, one time Guitar Center was uh, doing a closeout on a bunch of different things, and I bought like four of those uh, things that stick to the wall, these things that stick to the wall that mm -hmm. guitar hangs on. I don't know what you call those, guitar hangers? Yeah, guitar yeah. hooks or okay. whatever. Guitar yeah. hooks. Well, I didn't end up needing them because my wife wouldn't let me put them uh, in the house after all. And so, <laughs> and so I put them in a garage sale. And this musician comes up and he's like, oh, I'll buy all these. Do you have any other music gear? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want? And he's like, I'll buy guitars. And so I went and looked in my house. I had a couple of guitars in there I didn't want anymore. I was like, do you want these? I mean, here's a price. And we got into a really long conversation about music, but then that led into a conversation about Jesus and the church and all that. And so he was like totally down and it ended up being a great uh, avenue for us to start to engage in this guy to be a potential yeah. player in a church. And so, um, and then another last thing here is uh, appearance. How do people look? Um, really common for me to sit in a restaurant and a long-haired person like Ben here sitting across <laughs> from me <laughs> walks in uh, to take our order and, you know, he just, you know, just looks like a musician. And I'll He's be like, hey, man, are you a musician? I'll just ask him. Or I'll ask you a more vague question like, oh, man, I love this song that's on the radio. Do you like this song? Yeah, I love it. Why do you love it? And then I love the guitar part. Oh, you must be a guitar player or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so just like don't be afraid to have a conversation with somebody. And if like he's if, uh, this happened to me multiple times, too, when I'm walking through a normal place like a store, guitar, I mean, like a grocery store or something, I see somebody with a zildjian shirt yeah i'm totally like hey do you play drums and then here we go yep. we're talking about the church we're talking about ways that they can engage so just don't be yep. afraid to talk to people that's good um and kind of the the last thing is we when we talk to churches a lot you know we, we give them this list and we talk with them through a lot of these avenues of finding musicians outside the church and we think that's a very big thing we think it's a it's a healthy thing to Look at the community and trying to find those those you know on ramps or you know links in the chain to get them to to be a part of the community of faith. But a, a, another thing that the church can start doing is 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 having some sort of consistent connecting point for those creatives within the church. You know, and uh, you know we ask a lot of churches, are you having a weekly rehearsal? You know, are are those open rehearsals? Are they closed rehearsals? You know, is it? You know, if you're if you're not having rehearsals, what is you know how how do you guys prepare for Sundays? And the big part of it is just really you know having those Wednesday nights is obviously yes the the point or I say Wednesday nights like I just assume everybody has that's it band that's, nights that's, band it's night. actually just default everybody has to have a Wednesday night rehearsal <laughs> not Thursday or Tuesday and a night. Tuesday night visitation yeah that's right. <laughs> but everybody has some sort of midweek rehearsal time and or, or we recommend it to an extent because. It's not just a time for the band to to fine tune and get stuff ready, but I can't tell you how important that time has been for a lot of us that have that have found places to say, hey, yeah, just you know, we don't know your skill set, we don't know where you are, we can even develop you. Just come on Wednesday, you know, just come to our, our rehearsal, mm -hmm. come and be a part of this, and just hang out with us and get better and start playing and all this stuff. And how much how much depth you can grow by having those times be more open and flexible and allowing people to not feel like being in the band is such an exclusive thing. It is an important thing, but it's not this thing where nobody can be a part of that. And so, but, and, and here's the thing, I get it. There's churches that don't have spaces and they, they meet in schools. And so that consistent meeting place turns into going hanging out at a friend's house or uh, having your rehearsals. I know a church figured this out by saying, hey, once a month on a Saturday, we're going to get together and we've got a set list for the whole month of, of, 
of March, you know, the whole month of March, we're going to do these 10 songs throughout the next four weeks. And we're going to rehearse those, those, those 10 songs, but we're also going to hang out and create. And that's another point, just some sort of not weekly. It just not, it doesn't have to be every week, but we're just saying some sort of connectedness that the creators can feel that you can always point somebody to. They always want to be a part of that community. And so we're always saying, Hey, make it consistent. Hey, yeah. You know, if someone comes, you're always asking the church, Hey, we, we need a place. We need more XYZ technologists, you know, musicians, these people. Well, great. This is where they connect every single Saturday or every single Wednesday night or whatever that looks like. And I'm telling you, churches that have done that have not asked us to send them relief musicians or anything because they've been able to build that from within. That's really good, man. Good word. You know, one of the things that ways I learned some of this stuff uh, in terms of don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Because I was at Saddleback one time, like long, long time ago. Saddleback Church, Southern California. The worship leader that was with them, like from the beginning up until, you know, I don't know, five, eight years ago, uh, he was just walking down the aisle on a sun- packed out Sunday morning. And I was standing there and, oh, it was a handshaking time. Everybody go greet one yeah, another. Yeah. So he comes up and he starts greeting people out in the crowd from the stands. I mean, from the platform, he comes out and he, greets me. And he's like, Hey, my name's Rick. What's your name? And I said, I'm Austin. And he goes, awesome. Um, it's really nice to meet you. Are you normally go to church here? I said, no, I'm just visiting. And I just really like the music that you guys do. And he said, are you a musician? Do you want to be on our team? I would love to have you come try out. I mean, just like that. And so I've learned that lesson too in church. Anytime somebody says, I love the music, I always ask, Awesome. Are you a musician? Yeah. Or a tech person or something? Because it's, you know, a lot of times musicians love music. So a lot of times they always do. Anyway. Hey guys, that's it. Thank you for uh, listening today. I mean, I hope that this has been super helpful on the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. And we want to help you do more with less and you've got less and you need more. And these are a lot of free ways for you to go out and try to find some great creatives. And we hope that you do. And if you uh, like this, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and we'll keep bringing you as much helpful information as we can. And um, if you want to reach out to us and you have questions or comments, man, we would love to hear from you. Uh, our email addresses are simple, austin at worshipcatalyst.com and ben at worshipcatalyst.com. And we'll uh, love to just engage with you any way we can. And uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. And until next time, God bless you guys. Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together.